folks welcome back to the norwood noise podcast and it is tuesday march 14th and as promised we are here for the final of our two preview episodes going into the tournament tonight we're gonna to be doing the the right side the the midwest and the west region uh, is what that consists of um and then yeah after this you'll have all your all your pick content you can do our you can do your own brackets it's entirely based off of our picks uh, you know 100 will be perfect we're gonna give you the perfect bracket right here right now sign it send it go ahead and buy the you know the 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 multi million dollar mansion and all of it. So, uh, but no, seriously, joking aside, very excited to get this thing going. Graham and I just watched the uh, the first uh, first four game in Dayton earlier this evening uh, with Texas A and M Corpus Christi knocking off uh, Southeast Missouri State, and just good to good to see the March Madness logo on the court again. Good to hear the commentators back. I'm just I'm so excited um, for this tournament to finally get underway. Officially on Thursday with you know all the first round action, but anyway, so we're gonna get into it now. We're gonna we're gonna start the preview um, and kind of give you all your all your final things that you got to know about, and then of course um, moving forward, we will have weekly recap episodes as we always do, recapping the week's action. So we'll start off, Graham. I'm gonna turn it over to you. The Midwest Regional, Houston gets the one seed in that Midwest Regional. Um, any you know, if you had to pick maybe two first round games that really pop off the page at you, what are you what are you looking at there? Um I think one of the more exciting games is gonna be um Indiana Kent State. Um because, you know, Kent State it brings a lot of firepower, a lot of um explosive players, namely sincere carry their guard, can really fill it up. Um but you're also gonna, you know, on the other end, you're playing like a juggernaut. Um, who very well at the beginning of the season was on pace for, you know, one or two seed the way that they started. They looked really un- unbeatable. Trace Jackson Davis, it's going to be one of, like, those player of the tournament types um, if Indiana is able to pull together a run. I think that um, it's going to be one of, like, those giant slayer games, but uh, it's very uncommon that in those games you have an All-American uh, that Kent State's going to have to deal with. And... On the other end, you know, Texas A&M and Penn State, that 7-10 matchup. Um, Penn State's one of the older teams. Um, in the tournament, they're riding an unbelievable run uh, towards the end of their season. They were, you know, on the outside looking in at the end of the regular season and really controlled their own destiny going all the way to the championship game. And they're a possession away from winning the Big Ten over Purdue, which is currently a one seed. So that was a pretty unbelievable run they pieced together. Texas A&M's been one of the better teams in the SEC all year. Uh, some people are talking that they were kind of seeded incorrectly. So it will be very interesting to see uh, who can come out of that game. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think the other one that I'm 
I really have circled on my calendar is uh, that Miami-Drake game. I, I think it's going to be an awesome game. I do think Miami's a tough 5 seed draw for Drake, but I really do like Drake. I think they've got a lot of great things going for him. Tucker Degrees is a super dynamic four-man for them. Uh, led in there, also a very old team, led by senior guard Roman Penn. Really excited to see what he can do in a tournament. Um, so, yeah, I'll just be interested to see how Drake matches up defensively against the athletes that Miami brings. Uh, but definitely think that's definitely one of those five twelves you can keep circled. Of course, our Xavier Musketeers are in this region. Um, they draw Kennesaw State on Friday at twelve forty. So overall, looking forward uh, to this region. Going top to bottom, Graham. What's your uh, what do you got uh, pick wise as of now? Uh, you know, starting with Houston, Northern Kentucky. Um, Northern Kentucky um, played an unbelievable. Uh, Horizon uh, tournament. I was locked in on them because of Youngstown State being in that region. Um, but I think it will be all Houston. I, I think uh, Northern Kentucky won't be able to keep up with their firepower on both ends of the floor. Iowa-Auburn, I think that's a toss-up. You can go either way. I was going to say, might as well flip a coin on that one. Um, I just think that I, Iowa doesn't really have any um, like any toughness on the defensive end, and I think Auburn's going to be able uh, to narrowly pull out of that game. Um, moving down to Miami Drake, I've been high on Miami all year. Um, I think that their guard play is just unbelievable. Um, and they bring something to the table that most teams aren't able to compete with. At the same time, they've been dealing with the injury bug and they had a lackluster end of their regular season. I think that Drake, um, you know, is, is benefiting from, you know, being an experienced team and having one of the best players in the tournament, in my opinion. Um, and I th- I think that Drake pulls away with this one. I think that that's one of my five five twelve Giant Slayers have to pick them type games. Drake's gonna pull away. Indiana Kent State. I think that's gonna that's gonna be a game that everyone's gonna be talking about to turn it on. Um, because Kent State's been able to put up good numbers against good teams. They played Gonzaga earlier this year. Yeah, uh, that's right. I was trying to remember who they, they played. Yeah, and yeah. it was single digits till most of the game until the final. Couple minutes, couple minutes, and Gonzaga, you know, the better team, better players, better athletes, was able to pull away, win pretty convincingly. Um, So I think Kent State's going to keep up with Indiana, but I think they'll be all Indiana. Um, Iowa State, uh, you know, playing the winner of Mississippi State, uh, Pitt. Obviously, out here shortly. Yeah, obviously, by the time you guys hear this podcast, um, you'll have a, you know, we'll be able to make a clear decision. Um, but in in our current time, as we're recording this at 9.30 before the game tips off, I have Iowa State winning if it's Mississippi State. I have Pitt winning if it, uh, Pitt uh, beats Mississippi State. I think Pitt is the best team out of those three. I think that they've dropped some games that um, I think that they are very much able to have won uh, this year. So I have Pitt coming out of that. If not, Iowa State would be able to take care of Mississippi State pretty handily. Um, Xavier, Kennesaw State, pretty clear where I'm going to go. Um, so Xavier Musketeers, Texas A&M, and Penn State. I think Penn State's going to ride this high that they've been on. Um, I think Texas A&M doesn't have the firepower uh, to compete with Penn State. I think Jalen Pickett's one of the best players um, that Texas A&M is going to have to play all year. And Texas Colgate, I think Texas is really good and offers something that Colgate does not see. Um, ever, and Texas is going to win pretty handily. I think that's going to be one of those games that um, gets out of hand really quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Also to note on Kent State, Kent State 
lost at Gonzaga by seven, and then they also lost at Houston by five and at Charleston by two. Um, so they've got a good resume. I think they're definitely want to keep an eye on there. Totally agree with you there. Uh, for me, I've got Houston, um, of course, rolling in the first round. No problems there. Um, and I have them drawing Auburn as well. I, I'm not saying I, I do think the talent of Houston will will prevail um, in that second round game, but just keep an eye on it. It's sneaky. Houston's got to go play Auburn in Birmingham, so it's practically going to be a home game for the Tigers. Um, so definitely keep an eye on that one. I think that one could get a little sneaky there on uh, is that Saturday or Sunday. That'll be on Saturday. So, yeah, keep an eye on that one. If we do end up getting it, if it's Houston, Iowa, I think Houston rolls no problem. I also have Drake. I really like this team, and I really like the. Uh, this is almost my – I mean, actually, I think it's – yeah, it's the only 5-12 I have picked as of now, um, and I feel really good about it. I, I do think it's a – you know, not a shoe-in, but I do think the Drake team, team can really get it done. And they had a really rough start, but they – man, they blitzed conference play. Um, I want to say they won like 15 to 16 or something ridiculous there on a stretch. So um, I think this team is destined for at least a win, um, if not two. I mean, I could definitely see them get into the Sweet 16. This Indiana team is who I have picked um, to win that Kent State game. And actually, this is the this is the team I have coming out of the, in the Final Four of this region. Um, as of now, obviously, we'll do some further research and get some further info, and, and that might change. But as of right now, I do like this Indiana team. Um, and I think off the cuff, they're a... Uh, you know, looking at just the, the general stats, they're a really, really strong team and a tough four seed to compete with there. I've got, I've actually got the opposite of you on this next one. I've got Mississippi State beating Pitt, and then I have Mississippi State beating uh, Iowa State. I really like this Mississippi State team. I think what they've done towards the end of the season um, has been really impressive, and I'm excited to see. Um, really, I'm excited to see this game tonight. I think, honestly, this might be, you know, the first time in a while that I can remember that I've actually been super intrigued by a first four game. Um, that's of, if I can remember right, maybe UCLA, Michigan State, I think played in the first four game a couple mm-hmm. years back. And that was a good one, I think. Uh, but outside of that, this is, I'm really intrigued in this game. Not at all in the Arizona State Nevada game tomorrow night. Not, not a whole lot going there for me on that one. But I, do, I am excited to see this game because I do think Mississippi State had a very talented team or has a very talented team. They were a top 25 team early in the season. Um, and I'm excited to see what they can do against, like you said, Graham, a, a good pit team. Um, I've also got Xavier rolling. Um, I've got them knocking off Kennesaw State and Mississippi State getting to that Sweet 16. Um, and then and then who knows? I mean, early on, I've got Texas A&M. I, I'm going opposite of you there as well uh, with the Penn State uh, game. I think Texas A&M, second-best team in the SEC this year. I think they're going to be a lot to handle for this Penn State team that might be kind of tired. I mean, they just played four games in four days, um, so they might be getting a little bit tired there. Uh, and then they'll, they'll come up against Texas, which – Man, that if we get a Texas Texas A and M matchup, you know, second round on Saturday, that would be just awesome. You know, old rivals from the old Big Twelve. I'd be very keen to see that one, and I think I think that could be a, a toss up. I think both teams could win that game, and obviously would love to see A and M get it done. Uh, just to by by the numbers, uh, give Xavier a little bit easier road if they were to get there. So, um, but yeah, very excited for this region. I think this region actually. Provides a lot of intrigue. It might honestly be my favorite of all of the regions matchup-wise. Outside of maybe the South. I do really like the South, especially that bottom half with that Creighton, NC State, Baylor, um, Arizona space there, as well as the San Diego State-Charleston, the Virginia-Furman games as well. So there's a lot to look at there in the in the South, but I really like this region over here in the Midwest. Um, and I think it could provide a, a lot of upsets, but I do think like the best teams will rise to the top towards the end of it for sure. 
Um, so yeah, those are my biggest my biggest takeaways there in the Midwest. All right, we'll move now to the West Regional. Um, taking a look, I think uh, Graham. I'll turn it back to you. I mean, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of chatter. I think on Twitter and and kind of in other spaces of college basketball that you know, oh Kansas got screwed having to go to the West and play two, you know, possibly a two or a three seed that's, you know, their conference tournaments based in Vegas. Um, I don't think it's as bad as people are making it out to be. Um, this is not to disrespect St. Mary's or UConn or especially Arkansas sitting right below them in that 8-9. But overall, I think they did get a, a somewhat favorable matchup, um, kind of looking at those possibility matchups moving into those first couple rounds. Um, so, yeah, I guess what are your biggest takeaways? Again, of course, what are the, what are the games you want to watch? Um, and what are your biggest takeaways from this West region? Uh, yeah, to look down to the Northwestern Boise State game, uh, those are two teams that, at a certain part, um, I'd say in February, uh, both teams were circled as like giant slayers, poised to make a big run, kind of flared out, and I think they've kind of become flat. Um, but they both have the opportunity um, to take advantage of um, a favorable draw for both teams. Um, I, I've been tossing and turning about which team's going to come out of that game uh, for since Sunday. And I think those are two really good teams that could make a big run, but there's also two teams that could come out extremely flat, and that could be like a 50-55 game that gets rolled in the next round. Um, looking upwards, St. Mary's, VCU, those are two teams that I think are like made to play each other. Um, St. Mary's uh, has kind of – taken the step above um this year they've always been you know like the west coast conferences like second team um and i know that they had a five seed last year but i feel like this year like they're it's they shouldn't be a five seed with what they've been able to do in their conference this year um i think they're a loyola marymount loss away from being a four seed this year completely agree um i i think that their depth um their high scoring ability but they're also ability to guard the ball is something that a lot of teams don't really have but on the other end of the spectrum uh with vcu vcu has one of the more intriguing players in the tournament ace baldwin jr their point guard um leads the team in more ways than one he won a10 defense player of the year which is pretty insane for point guard to do especially one that is kind of undersized but he also pours in a lot of points i've watched vcu play a few times this year being an a10 guy and I think that he's a gamer. Like just the way that he impacts the ball on both ends of the floor is pretty uncommon um, in today's day and age. Uh, that's going to be a really intriguing matchup. Um, if I have to go down the line, uh, you know, I think Kansas takes care of Howard very favorably. Um, I think them getting Howard was their way of saying like, "Hey, sorry, you can't play in Kansas City, but here's Howard." Right. Um, Arkansas, Illinois. That's going to be a hard watch. Um, we've talked a lot all year especially when there's a lot of expanding the tournament talk about how <laughs> yes that's don't, me with that's me with the iowa auburn game man yeah like, i just oh yeah gross just don't give me more games if i'm gonna see teams that i respectively don't think deserve to make the tournament right um i would much rather like like look at the first four or like look at the first four out right now so like let's say we get you know expand the tournament we get like a michigan north carolina or like a north carolina oregon game yeah oh gross i those are the types of games that um i look at some of these mid-major teams that weren't able to get it done like i for example dayton since it's on my mind since we were watching the first four right like they had 
a far more successful season than Arkansas. Yeah, they had put a lot of preseason did. hype, and it didn't really live up to it. But still, like they definitely had a lot more talent than you know maybe a you know a, a Rutgers. Yeah, and Arkansas and Illinois get by, and I I think you can go either way on this game. I I think I'm slightly going towards Arkansas right now. Going down to St. Mary's VCU, I think the hype of Ace Baldwin Jr. is enough um, to close a game out. Even though St. Mary's has been one of the more clutch teams all year, that's going to be one of my favorite games of the tournament, I can already tell. So I have VCU moving on. UConn-Iona. Iona's getting a lot of press because of the Rick Patino stuff, and they've done amazing things this year. Um, and I, I think that the computers kind of um, put a little too much emphasis on UConn's name, but at the end of the day, I think UConn's really good. Um, they have multiple players that could take over a game. Um, but I, th- I think the key is uh, Caravan and Sonogo. I think that Iona, even though they'll have great defensive schemes because they have Rick Patino, I think that those two guys will just be way too much and UConn will roll um, convincingly. Going down to TCU versus the winner of Arizona State and Nevada, um, I think no matter who comes out of that game, I think TCU um, has that. TCU is one of those teams that, you know, a few things went right for them. They would not be a six seed. They played unbelievable to start the season um, and dealt with so many injuries um, that most teams would fold and would probably miss the tournament. But I think that TCU's done an amazing job this year, and I have them winning no matter who they play. As Clark Kellogg would say, give me the frog horns. Yes. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Sicko's CBB picked it up on Twitter, and they like made a mashup of the the horn frog and the longhorn logo. I mean, it was so funny. Yeah, that it's you could you could see that that guy only gets brought out uh, a couple times <laughs> a, couple a year. Times a year. Um, moving on to Gonzaga Great Grand Canyon. Um, love Don't Grand sleep Can- on the lopes. Don't sleep on the lopes. Yeah, love Grand Canyon. I get their campus YouTube ads all the time. <laughs> I um, think we all do. But how else do you know them? And was it South New Hampshire University? I think it's the other one that has a big online yeah. presence. Uh, University of Phoenix. Yeah. Like, yes. Um, I think that Gonzaga um, just has too much firepower. Um, I think when when I think of you know upsets, uh, I think it's. When I, when I see a team that just has so many well-rounded players, uh, teams that score in bunches, I think it's going to be hard for Grand Canyon to keep up with. Um, I think Gonzaga wins pretty convincingly. Northwestern, Boise State, but bouncing around all day about who's going to come out of that one. Right now I have Boise State penciled in. Um, but I could very well see that game going either way. UCLA, UNC Asheville. I know UNC Asheville has a lot of good guards, and they've played a really, um, really good season this year. And, you know, credit where credit is due, I think UNC Asheville is very deserving to be in the tournament. And they've gotten a lot of press about, you know, maybe they're the one uh, 15 seed that uh, has happened seven times before, but they've all been very recently with Oral Roberts, St. Peter's, uh, Middle Tennessee State, um, Florida Gulf Coast. I just don't think that this is that year for it. And I I think UCLA wins pretty convincingly. I'm pretty high on them uh, going into the West region. Yeah, I agree. I think, especially looking at that UCLA UNC Asheville game, like I was high on them as well coming into the tournament. You know, shooting the three the way they do, but then they drew UCLA, and I was like, mm, "Man, I really like this UCLA team." I actually have them <laughs> off the cuff, and again, I, I need to do some more looking. But I actually have them winning the national title um, off the first one. I've got them rolling through the West region, beating Indiana in the Final Four, and then Baylor in the national title. 
Um, and yeah, I, I, I just think that this UCLA team's got all the pieces. Um, as much as I hate to say it as a Xavier guy, like I think Mick Cronin is a phenomenal coach and he's he's moving things the right way. Tiger Campbell, Johnny Juzang, like these guys. Um, or sorry, Jaime Hawkins, Johnny Juzang. <laughs> Unreal. Um, Jaime Hawkins, like these guys are, are all American level players and uh, I, I think they can really, can really get it done. Uh, moving back up, if we're starting at the bottom, moving up on the bracket. I've got Boise State as of now, but, I mean, man, the Mountain West is comically bad in the NCAA tournament, so maybe I just fade them for the sake of fading them. Um, I've also got the Zags taking, out, taking care of Grand Canyon, and I've got TCU actually getting out of that little region of four. I think TCU uh, to the Sweet 16 is a very, um, very possible scenario. I think that TCU brings a level of physicality that I don't know if Gonzaga has faced yet this year. And I definitely have a close eye on that one. And I think a TCU-Gonzaga second-round game would be awesome. I think it would be very similar. Shades of uh, shades of the um, – oh, what was it? The Oh, the TCU-Arizona game last year um, in the second round. That game was awesome. So I think that that could give uh, – it's a very fun, high-scoring game um, with a lot of physicality. And, and I just think overall it would be a really fun one to watch. So looking forward to that one. This UConn-Iona game, I mean, it is awesome. Like, both these teams, less than two hours from Albany. So, their fan bases are going to travel very well. I love the Northeast vibe. Albany is going to be packed. I think it's going to be a great game. And note note this, too. I was looking at the times. It's that weird bridge game that's like the dinner slot game. You know what I'm talking about, G? Where it's like the 4.30 to 6.30 slot. So, it's the only game on. Mm. So, everyone's going to be locked into it. And I think it's going to be a really, really fun one. Um, and I think the finish is going to be great, and it's going to be fitting that it's the only the only one on at the time. So I'm excited for the Hurley Patino stuff. Um, I, you know, yeah, I just I know Hurley coming off of you know a, a first round exit last year with UConn probably was pretty upset to see Iona be you know be the team that comes in right under him. So um, I I am really excited for that matchup. Same way as VCU could get interesting. Um, I don't really know what to expect from it. I think VCU is a very solid team out of the A10, but at the same time, the A10 has been, you know, like honestly historically poor this year. Um, so I just don't really know what to expect from that. I am really high on St. Mary's, but like they got rolled by Gonzaga the second two times they played them, like not even close. Um, so I, I just don't know for sure what to expect out of that game. Um, and I think that could almost be like a flip a coin level game as well. I think Arkansas will prevail over Illinois. I really like Arkansas and where they're at. Um, I think their their talent level is unbelievable. They're going to have two lottery picks off that team, um, and I do really like where Arkansas is at. And I think they could give Kansas a run in the second in the in the uh, second round, very much so. So as of right now, I've got UCLA coming out of this region, face up with Kansas in the Elite Eight. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Of course, a little more research still to be done between both G and I and locking our final picks. Um, before the uh, before the tournament, but yeah, thank you all for uh, for joining us for these preview pods. Um, can't wait for this tournament to get started, man. Just but you know, really a full day away now. Um, two more nights of rest, and then, and then we're there. And it's just the it, it's the best week of the year. So thank you all for joining us as always. Um, always good to you know see the correspondence and, and see really honestly see the stats and the listening go up, especially this time of year. People love to tune in now, which I think is awesome. So. Um, Thank you all for joining, of course, and uh, yeah, we'll see you all on either late Sunday night, Monday night. We'll get to you early next week. That way we've got all the recap content for you and all of our Sweet 16 and Elite 8 picks 
uh, as we head into the second weekend. So, again, thanks all for joining us, and we'll catch you all very, very soon. Enjoy the tournament. Get all your screens set up. Get your work taken off. Get get, get out of classes, whatever you need to do. Uh, make sure you lock in and enjoy this next few days because it's just going to be uh, – should be another classic, as it always is. So, again, thank you all for joining us, and we'll catch you all early next week. Cheers.